some of them. You're wasting all your time and money on models. Paint what you have. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Model Club TV, episode 45. As always, I am Jason Walker. This is Scott Johansson, the lovely co-host. How are you, Scott? Lovely. Well, it looks like this show's off to a worse start than the last one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. We got some... It was all right. Jamie's worried everyone hated her, but we got an email that says the opposite, so I will, I will uh, make hey. sure she sees that. Jamie's eye candy, as far as I'm concerned. What? Look what I'm looking at now. Yeah, exactly. I am I am the looks of this outfit over here. That's for okay. sure. Okay. <laughs> My Gandalf beard. Yeah. At least you didn't say Dumbledore. That makes me happy. Um <laughs> We uh it's been a it's been a couple weeks. It's been it's been a fun time. I uh, found out I have to have oral surgery. So come June, we may have missed Jamie again. Yeah, you might have someone else, depending if I can talk or not. Uh, I'm not sure when it's going to happen. I'll find out at the end of May. That would be awesome because, see, you got to do a show without me. I know. So maybe I can do a show without you and yeah. we'll find out we who could. the real talent was. We could. I can, run from, I can run it behind the scenes possibly and then not be on the show but be awesome. i yeah, think when I you found... talk you'd be going hum, 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 hum. yeah like it like it can get any worse mumbles oh god i hate you so, <laughs> <laughs> i will find out i may have it the week before wonderfest so wonderfest might be a disaster for me why why will it be a disaster why don't you tell the viewers well, why it well right now a... if i'm still on Amex, i can't drink so that's gonna suck yeah for yeah. Who? poor mike wallace yeah, I know he's still traumatized. I'm I can't, sure. I can't quit him. Uh, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> uh, anything else? Hey, did you watch any movies? Did you watch Peacemaker? No. Here's the bigger question. No, did you did. I didn't have time. I was gonna do it last night, and I didn't. No. And, uh, yeah. All right, we were. I wanted to talk about it this episode. A little louder. I don't think everyone heard you. The Batman. I watched the Batman. The best Batman ever. I'll stop until you watch it and we won't talk about it till then. Oh my God. Here we go. I already hate it. <laughs> um, I did watch a movie the other night called the medium from Thailand. And it's okay. It's been on my list for a couple months and it, I was hoping it would be better. There's some really creepy, unnerving parts, and then it goes into a stupid security cam person doing weird stuff. It's just dumb. But the beginning was awesome. Anyway, the medium, worth checking out, just not that great. So the medium, it wasn't a movie about one of my t-shirts? No. You don't wear a medium. Not a long time. (laughs) It's been a long time since I wore a medium. If ever? I don't know. Okay. You are a medium. Giveaway this episode. Giveaway today. The giveaway is uh, sponsored by CG Blade. And I'm going to get into that in one second. We have a problem from last episode's giveaway. I have three people that have not claimed their prizes. So, first of all, Mike Kelch. 
Mike Kelch, you have a magnet sitting here waiting for you. If you don't claim it by next episode, we're pulling a new name. Right, Scott? Oh, sure. Say some <laughs> asshole thing and then say, right, Scott? <laughs> no, just right, kidding. Jason? No, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll hold on to it until we, till we get a hold of him. And then also, MB Really and Vince Simonelli. We need both of Vince those. Vince got guys. a hold of me today. Oh, Vince got a hold of me today, and I can probably provide you with Vince's address. So um, Excellent. So now we only have two. Okay, cool. I'll get you Vince's address. Right. Excellent. Because he That's just watched. So I know he just watched. Okay, cool. Um, Because he told me, I think it was today or yesterday, he um, messaged me and said, oh, I, I won something. I can't believe. So uh, I'll get you Vince. All right, cool. Uh, that makes me feel bad. I think a lot of people have been super busy because I know I have. But man, well, then there's those that turned off the show when Jamie was on. Yeah, there was some of those. Yep, it was a real thing. But uh, you know, there's a fast forward. Most people were hoping it was a real thing. I know I was. (laughs) There's a fast forward button. There's uh, you know, I I don't get it. But here we are in the land of YouTube. Uh, land of YouTube. Okay, CG Blade sent us this picture. He said he wants to give away one of his Ghost in the Shell kits. So the first person to comment in the comments down below, CG's going to pick out. He's going to look. You don't get to play. Oh, although I don't think you, you're quick enough on the commenting. Um, the first person to comment the correct answer will win this Ghost in the Shell kit. Uh, all you have to do is name what model kit this base is from. Done. All right. That's, that's the quick flash. What model kit was that base from? Name it. First person to name it. The timestamps are on there, I think, so we'll know. The first person. You get the ghost in the shell kit. (laughs) (laughs) Pseudoverse creation. Scott's laughing because I'm going to edit this because the buttons are all messed up. Still. (laughs) Thank you, CG, for the giveaway. We'll get to your other kits here in a moment. All right. Thanks, CG. News and reviews. First. (laughs) From our buddy. Yeah, buddy. I don't think anyone could ever realize how much this man has saved my life multiple times. <laughs> it saved the lives of others, probably more actually. Yeah. Well, uh, and the problem is, I try, but Jason's hard-headed <laughs> when it comes to me. So, like, it, no, it's not just you. I, I am not. Well, it's everyone you're hard-headed everyone. with. Yes. Okay. <laughs> when something is mine to fix, it's mine. To fix. Uh, Jamie Sai is bringing back the super deform, sort of, because other people have been doing them, but they seem to have gone away. Would you agree? Yeah, I, I know part? X plus X plus is bringing some back now. Yeah, but, but um, in the land of garage kits, the land of garage kits, yes, much. Yeah. Uh, so Cyclops, two parts, four point <laughs> five to five inches tall. Uh, 3.5 millimeter thick walls, $20 price at Wonderfest. So he's going to have this at Wonderfest. I think that's where they're going to debut. Where uh, will they be at Wonderfest? They will be at the Model Club TV table. So if you need these, you're going to come see us. I'm sorry. Uh, again, 20 bucks. That is a great price for a cool little kit, a Cyclops. Yeah. And then the second PC is coming out is the Colossal Beast will also be available at Wonderfest. Uh, this one will be at $25. It's a little bit taller. It's two parts plus plug drain holes, figure and base. It's about seven inches tall. It's hollow with 3.5 millimeter thick walls. Some cool little pieces that he's got coming out. And I really hope they do well for him. They're a very reasonable, affordable price for some cool little kits. There's a lot of this sort of thing 
in I will pay. I will pay for the first colossal beast that someone puts your beard on and sends to us uh, <laughs> a picture of. So um that's yeah. actually not a bad idea. Look at it. It kind of looks do it like myself. You. I'll do it myself. Kind of looks like you. Actually, I think I am going to do that. I'll do it myself. You are a colossal beast. <laughs> That's so. true too. So Jamie, thanks for putting these out. These are fantastic and I hope they do very well for you. I think they will. So again, check these out. They'll be at our table right. at Wonderfest. And then what? Should I give my million dollar idea on this now? No. No. I'll oh, go ahead. So, you know, I like the idea of the super deformed. So right away I go to make a 33 Kong holding the heads of the inferior <laughs> remakes in each hand. Uh, super deformed. I think that would be fun. So there we go. Go ahead. Mark Worthling, knock yourself out. Buy your wife another diamond. I don't care. <laughs> From Paul Gill and Gilman Productions, we have Bennings. From the movie, the should we say it? Are we worried about sure. that for this one? No, you can say the movie. Okay, the thing. So Bennings, this is a, a one of a, another in the series of busts from Paul Gill, uh, Gilman Productions. This is a if you if you've seen the thing, which Scott has not, um, but I have the McCready bust. <laughs> you do have the McCready bust. Uh, another great companion piece, I think, to that. This this will fit in perfectly next to that thing. Uh, this is a great scene in the movie. Uh, he he does not make it long in the movie, so apparently he's no. got a skin condition. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> a lot of people end up with skin conditions. Uh, but again, cool, more cool stuff from Paul Gill. Look at the quilting on the inside of the hood. That's Did nice. you see the stitching on the yeah. quilting on the inside of the hood? It's yeah, really it's nice. Nice piece. And also from Paul Gill and Gilman Productions, the Imperial Snitch. The Imperial Snitch. I love this. And it fits right in. He's got that really cool line of bounty hunters and kind of offbeat characters from that famous space movie. Mm -hmm. And this fits right in there. I always love this character. I forget the name of him or the race of, I'm not a Star Wars nerd where I know the race of what alien he is or whatever. but. It is a really cool piece, and it, it that is really cool. Yeah, I, I it's one. Of, I love this line because it's characters that don't get a lot of play in in model kit form, and I think they deserve just as much as some of the other more famous things. And this thing is just it's right up there. It would look really good next to the big boss and some of that other stuff he's got coming out. Uh, great piece. Two really good pieces from. I'm gonna hit the button again. Paul Gill, Gilman Productions on hmm. Facebook. And he didn't send these to me to see. I'm wounded. I think you got others. I don't know. Did he send you dog pictures this time? I might have a dog picture. Oh, okay. Yes. So you get the dog pictures. <laughs> All right. All right. From CG Blade and Pseudo Synth Creations. We showed these last time. Uh, Rod Hickey finished up some paint, paint, jo- paint jobs for him. And we have Emerald. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the spider things, she comes out of that vat, and he did some really nice glow work on, I think, on some of that stuff. But he's also going to have all of these at Wonderfest. He has also his red Sonia that he is, uh, I think, licensed to print or is printing it. But he's also selling this as well. Pretty cool red Sonia piece, fallen guy on the bottom. 
Again, Rod Hickey paint job there as well. Do you know and, the scale on these? Yeah, I I think they're one eighth. That's my guess. Okay. I I did have one of those Red Sonia in my hands when I was trying to fix it, and it's about this big, I think, with the base. It's a really nice, thick, heavy base too. From Chuck Hamoka. Chuck Hamoka. He sends us always some cool little snippets. Uh, and I pre-ordered this, which is it's a Cyclops episode. Cyclops heavy. Uh, Voyage of Sinbag, Ray Harryhausen, 100th anniversary Cyclops, 1 8th scale model kit from X Plus's Cyclops plastic model kit is coming to take you prisoner. The Cyclops from one of Ray Harryhausen's most beloved adventure movies is making a return now in this exquisitely detailed plastic model kit based on the scenes from Ray Harryhausen's 1958 iconic movie masterpiece. So I pre-ordered this because... I'm trying to support <laughs> plastic models and that are figures. That's pretty cool. That is cool, cool that they're doing a raw style, just plastic kit like that. So good on them. Good on X plus. Keep it coming. Attack of the crab monsters, giant crab monster kit. This giant crab monster model kit is 10 piece resin kit with base in about 12 inches wide. They expertly cast resin and easy for assembly and painting. I have no idea who made this. Can I ask you a question? That part. Yeah. Oh, so Chuck sent that. Did Chuck send the X plus thing in too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'm sitting there going, "What does Chuck have to do with the X plus?" No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Chuck will just send me like four. I think he gets a newsletter from Monsters in Motion or something. Okay, and he sends All it. Right. He just sends it to me for info. So I'm not sure who made the giant crab monster. Uh, we have the giant claw. These are right up Phil's alley. These are all B movie monsters here. Uh, giant claw with building diorama resin model kit. Joe Ladotti. Now you can score. Now you can own and build this 12 inch tall resin model kit of the giant bird from the 1957 B movie classic, the giant claw. The kit comes with the bird in the building and is made of expertly cast resin for easy build and paint. Again, sculpted by Joe Ladotti. I don't know who put this out. Hey, can I ask? Yep. I'm going to movie shame you. Did you ever see the giant claw? Parts of it. Yeah, I've seen parts of it too. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't hack it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's it a marionette, really right? Like at some point it just looks I don't like, know. It's bad. It is it's bad. just bad. And there's you know what? There's there's heart bad. in that. Like there's cool like certain audience really loves that kind of stuff, but sometimes when I'm just like, oh man, that's terrible. Hey, do you got culvers? Yeah. That's what I had for dinner, too. Did you? Yeah. Look at that. I had Culver's. I had a butter burger. I did, too. Yeah. And I downed this thing. And my big fat ass down this shake right before we went I did out. not have a shake. Wait, wait. What did you have with your butter burger? Fries. I had fries and cheese curds. No, I don't do cheese curds. Yeah. All right. From hell it came to Bunga, the tree demon model kit. <laughs> Dumbest thing in the world. Uh, the Ultimate 50s B-movie monster is now available again. This one six scale figure stands 11 inches tall, includes a quicksand base and a dagger through the heart, sending this tree demon back to where it came from. Color box included and easy assembly. I'm pretty sure that's pretty easy assembly. I have a feeling it's like one piece, but some more B movies for the B movie people. Check out monsters in motion. I have a feeling that's where you saw these at. I pre-ordered my Cyclops on cult TV, man. <coughs> so. That's where I got that. 
I also pre pre ordered that Maria from mm. I think I have four pre orders with him right now. What do you got, Scott? I'm down to one. I think I'm down to one now with him. Oh, we well, well, yeah. Oh, go ahead. So what do I have? Well, first thing I have is my good friend uh, Tony Cipriano. He's your good friend. Finally, has finally the Jeep answered my request, and this is off of his Popeye Jeep figure. Okay, but I kept telling him I want a bigger Jeep. I want a bigger Jeep. So Tony. (laughs) <laughs> Tony printed me a big Jeep. And uh this is I'm gonna show you the cool part. Okay, because Tony's awesome. This is a um six inch Eugene the Jeep for Scott Johansson, artist proof one of one. Aw. And uh Tony's selling these. And they are, I believe, $85. They're hollow. Um, they're $85. My good friend Dave Kinney bought one. And Tony says, you and Kenny are the only two old farts that know who the Jeep is. I know what the Jeep is. Let's see what happens with that. Um, I used to watch a lot of Popeye as a kid. And uh, I talked to uh, Rob Rotundi today, and he says he's waiting for Tony to get the Jupiter. He wants to print one as big as he can. Could do it life-size, probably, right, if you broke it up? Maybe. Maybe you could, yeah. So, and the other thing, and and I know you're going to show pictures, but I'm going to put it up here anyway. Okay. Is... This is this is an exclusive big announcement. Big Best announcement. Best on slabs. I got wait. Let me change the button. Okay. This is a creature from the Black Lagoon. Fossilized hand. This is the half scale one. Okay. Okay. There will be a one-to-one scale one, which will be bigger, which I don't know how much bigger that can be. Because and, and again, you can see it in the picture. This thing's almost as big as my hand. Yeah. Okay. So Mark will have these as table at Wonderfest. These half-scale ones are going to be real limited. So if for some reason you think you're going to want one, and start emailing Mark now. And not that he's going to save them, but if he thinks there's a demand for more than I'm printing, uh, maybe I'll print more. But okay. Not, those are going to be really limited. Also, are going to be limited, but not as limited. Are the quarter scale ones? So, if you just want a little desk, I, I uh, like that. I like. I think a little desk thing. Um, there you go. You got this. What so, is that beeping? Um, it's my phone. So professional. Texting me. Do you want to know who's texting me? Yeah, Hold I on. do. I'll tell you. You got other job offers for other podcasts? Uh, since you're so talented. Yeah. Matter of fact, I do. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do how to videos, and I make it artsy. Anyway, um, hold on, I'm turning this thing down. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, so um, those will be available on Mark's table. Those are really nice. And um, where did they come from? Who sculpted? Do you know who sculpted it? Chris Elizardo. Okay. Chris Elizardo digitally sculpted this. And uh, the funny story. So when I printed these and I started fitting them together, I had trouble with the thumb going in. And I was like, well, it's just a little tight. You know, no big deal. And you shave it down a little bit. And I fit it in. Well, when I got to the bigger one, it was even bigger. Well, 
I had screwed up my percentages and printed the <laughs> thumb too big. And then when I blew up the big one, I blew it up from my little file. So the the uh, the error um, transferred. So let's so, give um, let's give Mark some ideas or another person out there. Let's have a race. So you got the creature hand from some of the other movies. What are some props that could be done like that? Like from Dracula, what could you make a little, the little, the, what has he got on his neck? Like someone's that? already made the pendant. Somebody made the, pendant? made the pendant. Okay. And the ring. Ring. Is there anything else? So, um, but 3D print, like, there's digital Dracula's files. Dracula's crest thing. I don't know. There's not digital files. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, there's a digital file out there of the Dracula pendant. Actually. Is there? Okay. Yeah. Um, Wolfman, you could do the cane. Somebody had to have done that, right? The, 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 I don't know that they've done it digitally yet, but you can just, yes. everyone can just print theirs. What else? The monster. What, what would be Frankenstein? What would be neck bolts? Maybe I don't know. Neck bolts. A little display piece, a little base with two neck bolts on it. Mm-hmm. And then, if it's digital. You could almost shrink them down to whatever size you need for your model kit. Sh- yep. <laughs> there you go. Somebody else make another yeah. zillion dollars. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I don't care. All um, right. There's actually, too, a whole King Kong armature on Thingiverse. Or you could take the whole armature and... Uh, no. Yes. You don't believe me, folks. He's looking. No, I believe you. Forgot who sent me. One of our viewers sent me that. I forgot who. Holy crap, you're right. Not the first time. It's free. Downloading? How many parts? Oh, shit, that's a lot of parts. That's nice. All right, I'll put a picture up here. I um I was downloading something today for the first time onto a USB drive for my Saturn and I actually didn't have enough room on it. And it was the first time I oh, filled all these up. You filled it up um, 32 gigs. Yeah. yeah. See, I kind of so. keep them clear. Cause I always, I do too, I but for whatever them. reason, this one, I I'm keeping uh, some stuff on there. So, okay. But um, yeah, so those creature hands though, a uh, nice little piece. And, yeah, and are. these are, I don't want to speak for Mark yet. Okay. But these little ones, they're both going to be pretty affordable given the size. Okay, and this is just a little novelty piece. And I love little things like this. Great for sitting in front of your computer. I love stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, this one, and then even the bigger one. And and trust me, I have the full size one um, that they put out. Universal actually put out a while back, and it's huge. But um, this thing, although it looks big, it'll still sit on a shelf and not take up a shit ton of room. And uh, one of the things that's nice, and I'll grab another one of the small ones because I have about a zillion of them sitting here, is, and this is on the big one too, the back is flat. It's also open on the back. And um, the back is flat, so you could put it against, you know, like a wall or something. Yeah. I'll put it over here. And then still display it and not, you know, so. Nice. Yeah. All right, the well winner update. What do we got? We got from well. Thought I showed these last 
but I no. went into the folder and, and I didn't. So the first one is Quick Draw McGraw as El Cabong. This was like one of his aliases, and he'd hit people with the guitar. <laughs> so uh, we have El Cabong. And then we also have... Who would you win? Might Rick, remember who, this. Who, wait, hold on. Who, who would win? Ricochet Rabbit or Quick Draw McGraw? In a, in a duel. And I'd have to say ricochet rabbit but that's just me ping 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 <laughs> all right um, I, I so this next one and i'm you probably remember this i don't i fang face i had to look it up i don't remember that but it is no, a hanna barbera um I yeah remember. it's a hanna barbera thing so fang face right. but it was like late 70s I, maybe so was he like a set like a not hippie but like I, I can't answer the question. I never even saw it. When he showed it to me, I go, what in the hell is Fang Face? I re- I... So I had to look it up. I can also tell you, although I don't have photos yet, um, coming from well very soon is the other half of the Impossibles, where they're in their superhero mm-hmm. thing. And he did make them so they go back to back with the other one, I think. Okay. So, so that's coming. And also coming, uh, and I did see a preview picture of it, but I don't want to show it yet without permission, is uh, Johnny Quest. Uh, all four characters from Johnny Ooh, Quest. Some people dog. are going to so, be really excited for that. Yeah, so um, hopefully we'll have pictures next episode of those two pieces and more. Very cool. So, uh, all right, you have a little Kendall Conniff update. Some cool stuff we found. So, Kendall Conniff, man. He's a, he's so, a monster. He's a monster. Um, of course, uh, Stan Arts, you know, released these kick-ass uh, Frankenstein lab equipment pieces. And Kendall Conniff is, like, taking this to a whole nother level. Okay. <laughs> uh, I did see, I saw that, okay, I saw this picture, parts of it, but I did Ooh, not sorry. see any of these lit up things. <clears throat> yes. And, um... What? And what you also haven't seen are the gauges that he made. Okay. And uh, he was nice enough to uh, send me the file for that, um, for the gauges and some of the labels on the machinery and stuff like that. This is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. And Kendall Conniff. Wow. Just wow. Uh, he's got that one piece lighting up. He's also got this other one lighting up. Um, it's just amazing. Just just amazing. So well I can't wait to see it. That's gonna look really cool. Yep. So oh, I can't man. wait to see it finish or what he does with it. So uh oh, we have a dog. Oh, we got a dog. This is Paul's new puppy, and he told me the dog's name, but I forgot it already. <laughs> but uh a little cutie right there, I'll tell you. And then also that is a cute dog. It doesn't even look real. Yeah. And then also we got Sweet Pea from the Worthlings. Oh, and I don't yeah. think you have to hit his button for Sweet Pea, but no, uh looks like that looks like something Mark would own. Shanna. Oh go, go ahead. Bust Shanna's dog up. I go didn't ahead. say anything she, bad about her. It looks like a girl's ass. dog. It looks like a girl's okay. dog. Well, it is. A woman's dog. <laughs> so and um also, I picked these up, and we're gonna. There's gonna be a quick little how-to video. Picked up these. Um, well, we can. You know what? Hold up. 
Let's move right into the workbench. Put that down. Let's move right into the workbench. Let's go to the workbench. Okay. What do you got? Tools. Tools. Oh, yours. Your stuff. Your your thing. Because I three D print. Okay, and what happens a lot is you'll go to bed and you'll have your printer running and you'll have a six hour print going. And you go to bed, and by the time you get down there in the morning, it's noon the next day, and your printer, the fans on your printer have been running the whole time. Um, the prints, the lights aren't on or anything, but, you know, it's just the thing is powered up that whole time. So I kept saying, what kind of timer could I buy? What kind of anything can I buy? So I picked these up on Amazon. You'll notice they were a PC Magazine's uh, Reader's Choice. Okay. <laughs> And these are Casa Smart Wi-Fi plugs, okay? Two-pack. I don't know much they were, 16 bucks, and they're not super cheap. But, you know, it's three-prong, so you plug a three-prong deal into it. And you don't have to use the Wi-Fi. But, so when I use my phone to program the Wi-Fi, I can either do a timer, have it go off at a certain time, okay, which is kind of hard. So what I do is I just say, okay, the print's going to take four and a half hours. I'll set the timer for four hours and 45 minutes so that this machine's not running all night. And they just run off the power in the outlet? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This plugs into the outlet. Yeah. And the Wi-Fi picks it up. And then you can name each one, too. So if I had two running down there, like the plug I have running down there now, I just have named Saturn. So when the Jupiter comes, I may have one named the Jupiter. Cool. So we're going to put, we have a little video we shot that will show you how to work all that. That's nice. Anything else workbench wise? No. (laughs) Nothing. No. All All right. I have been still building my workbench, printing stuff out. I did get to start on psycho Gorman painting. So that's coming along. I started on it last week. Haven't touched it. It's because of everything else. Um, I picked up this. Uh, we're kind of blending news and reviews. This, I think we're going to do more of this in Workbench. I got some of this Mr. White putty from Mr. Hobby. I've been looking for a putty that's not Avies or Magic Sculpt, but more of like a paste to put into cracks and things. Especially because I'm 3D printing, I think I need it more than normal stuff. What? You're putting cracks in there. <laughs> but I got this Vallejo putty to try. Is this more like a squadron type putty? Or yeah, what? that's what I think it is. That's what I'm, I'm opening it right now. First time. And I got a Vallejo putty. Plastic putty is called. But it doesn't feel like it dries to me all the way ever. It always feels like it has like an almost plasticky feel to it. Mm-hmm. This... Ah, smells like squadron putty. Taste it. But white. So you, (laughs) David Fisher and I have something in common. I think he did the same thing. I used to spread out squadron putty with my fingers. (laughs) And my hand would go numb. (laughs) And I was like, uh, I better stop doing that. That feels very squadron like. Whereas the other one, the, the Vallejo one feels more acrylic 
don't you uh, fill one of your cracks with it? I will fill my crack with it. So I'm going to give that a try. I think it is more squadron based, similar. Maybe it's not as toxic, but since it's probably all, it's not all in. Well, no, in a few minutes, if his hand goes numb, I guess it's. Oh, Harry. Wait. Should I read this correctly? (laughs) (laughs) Love the old man glasses. Danger, extremely flammable and harmful if inhaled. <laughs> Why don't you smell it again? <laughs> I'm so dumb. Keep out of reach of children. Directions, use in ventilated area. Eh. All right, we'll see how that goes. Anyway, I picked up some of these sanding things, these finishing cloth pads. And I picked up some more of these flex files and some more sanding <laughs> film. And then my big purchase, Speed Paint from Army Painter. Uh, Speed Paint is along the lines of Citadel's uh, contrast paint, where it's basically where you're supposed to be able to paint one coat of paint. And it's, it's like a cross between a wash and an ink. I talked about the contrast. I use it a lot thin down almost like as a wash or a glaze this stuff is more like ink people have been saying but they like it more for it's like for gamers to speed up painting so you only have to put one coat of paint and it looks like you spent some time on it um that's that my Your other paint purchase, racks are really full by the way I, no look i'm there's a couple colors missing because i'm using them and then this came in the mail and this is a workbench thing because i have to build it i got a new blood bowl team scott I invited Scott to come over to learn how to play Blood Bowl. This is the Norse team that came out. It came with the spi- issue of Spike. Because they always come out with a new magazine for each team that comes out. And my dice for that team. So, Scott, we may fi- once we learn how to play, maybe we'll film a Blood Bowl Friday. or have Jim Blood over. Bowl. We're going to film a Blood Bowl. Yeah, that's what we should do. Because this ain't a Blood Bowl <laughs> as it is. This is a Blood Bath. Most of the time. So, so do you organize your paints by colors? Like you have all your reds and your blues uh, and your no. greens? No. No. I do flesh tones and then type. I do do greens. I mean, I do some of it, but I don't, I, I try to, but it ends up. So it's a hodgepodge. Well, that's not true. Like if I pull this drawer out over here, can you see this? I have blues, reds, greens, like primary and secondary in there. The bottom drawers, flesh tones, and neutral colors, like grays, blacks, and whites. Top drawer over here is metallics and weird paints. And then washes, all my washes are over here. I think that's how I'm going to organize things. This is temporary. I think I'm going to be switching things around when I'm done, but the bench is coming along. (laughs) It's a mess. Anyway, that's the workbench. That's the workbench. That brings us to this week's feature. And it's a new segment. We're calling it Scott's Stash. Is that what we decided on? <laughs> well, that's what you decided on. That's what I don't know. We we gotta if someone can think of a good name for this, leave it in the comments below. We're we're not sold on Scott's Stash. Scott's box. Yeah, I'm not sold on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's more innuendo. Damn it. Damn it. So uh, we went over to Scott's house and he has, you know. Yeah, we went over there. <laughs> we went over I, to Scott's I house. I went over to Scott. I went Why to don't Scott. we tell that story? 
I got lost. <laughs> the way that's how, many, how many times have you been to my house? Countless. Countless times. I was coming he from a different up, direction. I'm like, I'm like, where are you at? And he goes, I'm lost. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. The street <laughs> name by Scott's house is one name. On the other side of town, it's a different name. Because it angles. Okay. It should still be the same name. I'm just telling you. Right, okay. It's not. Streets don't say street. Sorry. Sorry, everyone, for the Illinois map. No, we're not putting this in. <laughs> You're an idiot. So I got lost on the way to Scott's. Because um, he's an idiot. We decided to go through Scott's bins blindly. Uh, and hilarity ensued. Actually, no. <laughs> it's not that funny. Hey, hey, everybody, here we are. We are going to do our first official Scott's stash. We're in Scott Johansson's basement. I hope I make it out of here. So here we are. Here is Scott's boxes of madness and mayhem everywhere. And there's Scott. So what we're going to do, Scott, you want to explain this segment? Well, we're going to try this anyway. So this is most if not all of my resident vinyl okay and so we have vintage stuff we have some not so vintage stuff who knows okay now some of the stuff is clearly marked but for the most part it's a mystery to those watching so jason's gonna fire his little uh, nerf gun <laughs> i brought a tiny nerf gun and whatever he hits be it a banner or a box i'm gonna pull it out and we're going to open it up, and we're going to see what's in there. We're going to talk about the kit a little bit. All right. Some of it might be newer. Some of it might be older. I'm going to try and trick shot this. Here we go. All right. I'm on the other side. I'm going to try and shoot this over my shoulder. Scott? That's good. Am I aiming in the right way? Yes. Oops. All right. Okay. Got something? All right. this bin right here. Wait. All right. So okay. which one did I get? So we hit this bin right here. Now, this bin right here could have one thing in it. It could have ten things in it. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> honestly, you don't remember what's in that bin? I honestly have no idea what's in this bin. All right. So let's get that one down. Okay. And this will take us a second. Do you need? Yep. Scott has brought the bin. So what is in the bin? this bin? What's in the bin? <laughs> that could be the what second. is in the bin? I'm putting on my glasses. So, and this could be one item or, or a bunch. Oh, uh oh. So do you know? This is a newer. Have you been refreshed? I have been refreshed. So this is a couple things. This is a newer um, Jaeger piece. This was actually prepped by Kenny Caruso. And um, Brokaw still sells this. It was originally a resin crypt. This is a Glenn Strange as a Frankenstein. And so it has started, like I said, Kenny started some prep on it. And these are the bolts. And uh, still available from Mark Brokaw. And this is, they call these one-third scales, but I don't know. That's pretty uh, big yeah, scale. Oop, my shadow's in the way. So. Cool. Now we have more in this bin. So it's your lucky day, maybe. Although these are, again, newer pieces. I'll pull them out. Yeah, hey. Because, because we can. So. I was expecting more in that bin. 
These are um, Frankenstein bolts, apparently. And I won't unwrap this completely or anything. Maybe I will. But this is the Blackheart uh, Frankenstein uh, all right. wall hanger. So were they all put in there because they're uh, Frankenstein's monster? No, they're all in here because of the they size. fit. <laughs> okay, they fit and it's convenient. You don't have a big giant box. Yeah. And so this is the uh, monster. Hey, wall so hanger. wait, you know what? Before you open that one, is that a monster as well? Yes. Okay, take a moment. So well, this is actually, and this is why these two are in here together. Because they're kind of married. Oh no, this isn't why they're in here together. This is another wall hanger. This is the Jeff Yeager Wolfman wall hanger. Okay. Okay. All right. So, do me is. a favor. Put that next to that, so people can see the size comparison with the two monsters, mm -hmm. with one third scale versus one one scale. I don't it's, think it's not that different. No, it's not that much smaller. Yeah, I mean it's definitely bigger, but they're still cool. Okay, so that is what. That's what was in bin number one. Bin number one. Now let's get closer on that one. Oh, so these are black art. What year were those? Do you remember? No, roughly. I don't, I don't know off the top of my okay. head. Cool. But um, yeah. These are Blackheart. Excellent. And, um, All right, if we if we hit this Riddler or this Batman, we're not going oh, yeah, through that. No. We're we're totally not going through that one. No. But otherwise, I'm not looking at anything. Or this King Kong. We know what's in there. Yeah, we're good. Or the Rancor. There, there you go. Yeah. You got an AMT Rancor. We don't need to look at that. Okay, this time I'm closing my eyes and firing. Oh no, I got to pull the trigger. Got to load it. Not looking. What a hit. Um, I think it hit this big man right here. Are people going to disagree with you? This one? Yeah. Okay. All right, Scott got the bin. So I think this is what Jason hit. There's a few things in here. Oops. Let's open it up. I'm still getting used to the gimbal. <laughs> okay. So, the first thing I'm going to pull out, and I, I think this was a fun little piece. I got this as a very early one. And this is a Spider-Man bust. Completely hand-spawned. Okay. And I don't know who sculpted it. I don't know who made it. It came from a company called Resin Dietre, I believe. Dietre? Yeah, 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 I remember them. It could be Nick Terragumba, but I'm not sure. Okay. I just thought this was a, a fun little bust at the time. And, oh, it's really primitive. And I'm going to show you, like, you can even kind of see, I don't know if the camera's going to pick up the warpage there. Oh, yeah. How, how it, hey, wait, get in there. How it warped out. Yes. Yep. But it's hollow, so I always figured, well, I can always maybe heat it and dump it out. But you can see that's a very primitive early pour. Not horrible. No. You know, but... uh it's how things were. It's how things were. And, uh, you know, this guy, he, I, I just thought he'd be a fun paint-up. 
Yeah, it'd be a fun paint up. How long? How long has it not been painted up? Yeah, it's a fun. <laughs> Let's show it. Then. There you go. Now the other All thing right, else is, is a little more recent. Oh, cool. And this is from The Dark Knight Returns. And this was by Needful Things. Um, I don't know if this is still available by them or not. But this is based on the uh, Frank Miller uh, Dark Knight Returns. And we'll pull all these happy pieces out because we can. It's a big, you know, yeah, Rob, make this heavier. Okay. <laughs> you can kill someone. So, but um, the arms come down. I was pretty impressed with the cape, actually, because the cape actually does, uh, it's got a thing in there that it fits in. And then there's the packs. And the fins for the uses, as you can see, it's an original Needful Things kit. It's got the little uh, thingy that we were all doing for a while with the holograph. Those are the fins for the for the uh, gloves. What scale? I want to say this is quarter scale. Oh my god, that's heavy. Yeah. So anyway, there's the Batman's head. And um, yeah, I love this when I first saw it. I was like, yeah, I got it. It is a real nice. And uh, so the cape's got a little key in here. I don't know if you can pick that up, but it's got yep. a key. So I think. Yeah, so so it, that it looks like it's blowing. Yeah, so it kind of looks like it's blowing, and then the head goes on. So, um, yeah, there you go. And it's, uh, I love this thing. And now with 3D printing, what would be cool is Rob had it on a, like a sewer base. Mm -hmm. So with 3D printing, you could probably find like a sewer. Yeah. And put it on there and... Uh, you know, like put Gotham City on the sewer or something yep. and still have a nice compact kit. Or you can make it crazy, you know, whatever you wanted to base on it. So people see that's that's a nice big chunk of leg. Oh yeah, nice. Those are some nice games. And as you can see, he's got some big old fists. And you know, the proportions on this, again, Frank Miller's art was not you know it was a whole different kind of style that was going on at the yeah time. so it was kind of weird but so that's what's in that bin cool all right on to the next man how many we did it maybe this wasn't a good idea <laughs> all right i'm picking one because we lost the bullet i am picking this picking that huh that let's try and dig that one out maybe we can find the bullet Ooh. Uh-oh, is it heavy? Yeah, it's a Ooh, a heavy one. What do we got? Yeah, we got a lot in this one. This'll be our... Creme de la creme. Yeah, this'll be our... Oh, okay, yeah, we got some stuff in here. Here, do you want to... Ooh. Boxes. Pretty. Okay. You know, we'll just work our way in. Work our way in? Okay, I'm going to start out, and we'll pretend about my glasses again, because I can put these all over here. Okay, so a few years back, when George owned Geometric, they put out um, a line of busts, but they would just come on a peg with a disc base. 
So when Al Matrone took Geometric over, he had somebody sculpt um, bases for the Geometric busts. And these are them. So the Geometric uh, busts aren't as boring anymore because they have these cool little bases. Oh. And then I think Fritz always did one too for, uh, you could use this on the Forbidden Zone um, Dracula bus that was out, sculpted by Mike Hill. And it's kind of like the Borgo Pass. Uh, okay. Um, Dracula there. So that's what that is. This was a resin base that was made for the vinyl uh, Geometric Wolfman kit. Oh, I have no. I have the vinyl one, but you With could the use squished head. You, yeah, you could almost use this for any Wolfman. Yeah, one eighth scale, right? You could put it a one sixth scale. Yeah, I'll see what you could. Oh yeah, you could. Just the tree. It just pretend it's a smaller tree. Yeah, I'm gonna push this forward and try to knock things out. Okay. Do you want to put this big bin on top of here? No, we can. Okay. So what do we have here? Uh oh. I think I see Noodle here, so Bride of Frankenstein. So we have, um, we have this Werewolf of London. Do you need to take it out of the bag, or can you see it pretty good in there? Take it out. This was sculpted by Mike Hill. This is one of the geometric busts. And I saw it. I don't have a kit of this, but I thought this was a great representation. That is. It is a really nice piece. And, and just to show you what I was talking about, the bases. This is all you got with these. Right. Okay, and a nameplate. So when you got these, that kind of uh, up the game a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, so we have that. And as you can see, I, I kind of made use of my boxes. This was also a geometric bus. There we go. And this is the uh, Bride of Frankenstein by Jeff Yeager. Oh. And then this was, uh, again... You could, uh, where was the is there bride, a bride one? one? There is was that a bride it? one. Yeah. There it is. So, yeah, so you could have dropped her right on that. So it was the Bride of Frankenstein. And what's funny is they're in the Werewolf of London box because... Did these go up in the fire or are they... You think they you, might you have. Am? I don't know. I, I don't know. Hard to say. And once again, nothing ever goes back in nothing the box. Nothing goes back in a box the right way. There it is. Close enough. And again, I don't pack this stuff crazy because even if I was to move, I would, you know, I'd yeah. be in these bins so I don't go nuts. What's that? This is another bus. It's the Invisible Man. <laughs> There's more to it. Yeah. And you'll probably find it later in the but box. But it kind of works. It, it, <laughs> it's a nice sentiment. This I got. A couple years back at Wonderfest. Sculpted by Mick Wood and uh, was uh, put out by um, the time uh, Paul Gill. These are the teeth, and this is a little King Kong bust. So, you know, of course, I had to have that. Mick Wood signed it for me. And uh, yeah, so we've got nice. that. That's a nice little book, yeah. That was a nice little piece, um, you know, being the uh, 
King Kong fan that I am. <laughs> yeah. It's a 77 Kong, right? 76. There is no such thing. I don't know what they call that 76 thing, but it's not King Kong. Yeah. Okay. Man, this is, you hit the mother load here, pal. I got a good one. Okay, so. So basically what we have here are a couple more of the geometric busts. And, um, like the Invisible Man's head. You found it. Yeah. So. And then there's a metal, like, so you attach that. So like it looks he's, like bandages. Pull it off yep. and you can bend it. Okay. And this was the uh, Karloff Mummy. I'm in the light again. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's a good mummy. You know, and this again was geometric. Could go on this base. Um, and then there's also the Ghost of Frankenstein, recently on Spenguli. It's another Mike Hill piece that I thought, although look at the air bubble on the eyelid. Um... But I thought this really captured the Cheney um, monster really good. Yeah. And uh, which is why I bought it. Not my favorite version of the monster, per se. But uh, there you go. All right. Oop. So let's uh, move some stuff down. I don't care if it breaks. Show will pay for it. Okay. <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> Oh, we didn't open this one. Yeah, we didn't open that. Okay, so what do we got in this one? Let's see. Oh, this is, uh, this is a couple more. This is the, the geometric box. Yeah, I don't want to open this because it's sealed, but this is the Wolfman. It was so sculpted by Mike Parks. This is one of the early ones. And that's the Wolfman. And um, what do we got here? This was this was part of the uh, AFM painting class that we were working on, and this was the Phantom. And so, as you can see, I started painting something. <laughs> I forgot who sculpted this. It was, although I don't think this was the greatest Cheney likeness, it did have a cool look to it. And the bus had a cool flow. Like it this, does have a more thing. stylized. Yeah, because this tie kind of went on here like it was flowing. So I thought that was a cool bust, even though, like I said, the Cheney likeness maybe wasn't there. But a little closer. Yeah. So. so there's a little story behind this next one. Uh-oh. Stories. This was also a painting class, AFM painting class. Now, y'all are going to sit and say, wow, maybe he can paint. Ah. Why is it in a box if it's painted? Well, or started to. Because I'm going to tell you what happened. <laughs> so, this class was taught by David Fisher. Oh, here we go. Here we go. If you guys could see my face. Wait. No, it won't work. <laughs> so. I'm rolling my eyes. So, anyway, Dave taught this class. And so, Dave would. He started and he said, well, here, let me use somebody's. So he started using mine. <laughs> and so I did a little bit like dry brushing and stuff on here. But most of this is David Fisher paint job. <laughs> so so the, um, the, the dilemma that I have is, do I just finish it? Or do I strip it and repaint it myself? 
Paint. No, you know because I didn't. I would consider it cheating. Paint. No, no, no. Paint the jacket. Paint the rest of it and say you painted it. No, I'm not going to. do We that. have a record here. That, that, that's that's not, not. That would be a yeah. stone lie. Yeah. So um, that's pretty funny. So that's a uh, funny little uh, David Fisher fanboy moment <laughs> that I had back in the day. Man, you love the David. I did love the David. Now can't stand him. No, he's a great guy. <laughs> Still is. Um, he was then. He is now. He would sit and answer questions. He always was. Uh, He's like he is easy to talk to. He would answer the same questions that I'm sure he gets asked asked a hundred times. I always talk to him about music because we like a lot of the same music. So, all right, what do we got here? Oh, another geometric base for their one eight scale line, and this was. The mummy. And this base was sculpted by Sideshow's Anthony Mestis back in the day, I believe. So, people might ask, what's this about, Scott? This little burn mark. Oh, there's. A, I thought that was a shadow. Uh -oh. No, that's burn mark. Oh, so, here we go. Here's story. Oh, wait. You know what? I am in a shadow. There we go. So, here's a story for this. So, I got this. There's a piece of green styrofoam stuck to this and it kind of made it sticky yeah well i called george and uh i used an open flame to kind of just you know unsticky it but i want to say it was the green styrofoam will react with resin on direct oh, really? contact so you got any styrofoam i do but it'll take a while obviously oh. so um so that's why that little mark is in there. But um, I wanted to start a fire in your basement, <laughs> no, start fire. especially with that open bucket of alcohol over there. Yeah. So I could quick grab that Godzilla you know, and run out the door. Want, when we're done, we'll show that. Just, just to, it's the one thing I want from this torture. place. <laughs> just to torture Jason, maybe we'll show it's that. It's killing it. I had my fingers crossed during the kidney surgery, and it didn't happen. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Going to Kenny Caruso. Son of a bitch! No! That's what he said about you when I said I'm going to you. Okay. Oh, we're going to have to arm wrestle for it, and I think he'll win. All right. So, let's do this. Now that this box is a little lighter, I'm going to drop it down. Uh-oh. All right. Oh, wait. We have another bot. What's Werewolf that? of London. We have another oh, we found it. Okay. You should put that with that one. Yeah, you know what? Look, I'm, I'm glad they're all in one place. So I'm going to pull these all out. And the nice thing is I don't have to pull them out because there's pictures on the box. Take one of them out. I will take one of them out. I don't know which all one. All right, what do we got? Ooh. This is a set. <laughs> Jeez. And if you have early issues of AFM and early issues of um, kit builders and stuff... These are the Midget Monster line by Dimensional Designs, Danny Sirocco. I think he still makes them. Okay. And I believe these were all sculpted by Randy Lambert. And I remember when um, uh, when Danny told me, oh, I got a mummy coming. Mm -hmm. And it turned out to be the Art of Bay, not actually mummy. I was looking <laughs> for a mummy with wrappings. So I was like, you bastard. Okay. 
I think this was the last one. I, I think he might have a Tor Johnson that he added to the series. Um, but this is Glenn Strange walking on the door, kind of like from the um, uh, Abbott Sell Me Frankenstein. This is um, this one always cracked me up. I thought this was one of the better ones. What I loved about this is, and I don't know if the camera's going to pick this up or not, but um, it's going a little wonky. There's graffiti on there. Oh yeah, we can see. Does it, it pick it up? Yeah, that's for sure. That's cool. It's like like carved in, like someone carved yeah, like it in. Bach. Like, yeah, Bach was here, and is there one that says Beethoven sucks or Wait, something? Bach was here. It's Randy Lambert. Maybe it's just a it's Bach something. Was here. No, it says something. Is it? Hold on, let me get closer. Don't drop it. <laughs> Actually, I need to zoom in. <laughs> We're both like completely. It's the lighting, guys. It's the lighting. Hold on, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Bear with us. What do you got? A, I'm gonna pocket magnifier. Yeah, and zoom yes, in. I do. <laughs> this is how. <laughs> this is what the world has come to for old people. So what it says is, Michael Crawford is a wuss. <laughs> Who's Michael Crawford? We'll have to ask Brandy Lambert. I know who Michael Crawford is. Oh, you do? Yes. Michael Crawford uh, was the guy that played the Phantom of the Opera in the Broadway play. Ah, okay. okay. So Randy put that in there as a as a gag, and uh, so I just thought that was funny. Um, these are great. So ask me my favorite one. Can I guess your favorite one? Guess my favorite one. Why? So close though. Oh really? This one? No, no. This one? I love that Wolfman. Uh, I just love that the Keystone Cop hat is there. Yeah. And hold on, I'm gonna pop this up so you can see it. And in the hat. If I can ever open the bag. Can you can tell I never did drugs because a doper would be in this bag in like 30 <laughs> seconds. So um what I always liked about it is the scratches. That were in the hat, like. Oh yeah. So you know these were just fun little things that Randy did to these. So um, those are really cool, and they, you know they're you know the super deform is making a comeback. Yeah, and these were some of the first this year, and I know. think these are some of the first ones. I think more people need to see some stuff like this. And um, yeah, I I love these. I love these to this day. I think this one's my favorite. Um, London I, After Midnight? Yeah, I like that. Randy did a different London After Midnight. Maybe in one of our future episodes we'll come across, we'll come across it. Yeah. And uh, it's bigger. It's a little bigger scale than these were. And it's really nice. Randy's done a few more, um, which I have a lot of them. I don't have them all. But anyway, so that's it. All right. This was a good This was a good bin. All right, so what's in this bin? Ah, I won't take it out. Oh. But this is the... The Stoutosaurus. Sculpted by Sean Nagel. I don't know if he's re-releasing this or not. Um, Has he talked about doing that? I don't know if he's talked about re-releasing this one. It's... uh, Let me get in the... It's kind of what I had hoped the... um, When Godzilla, was it, Mm -hmm. 98 came Mm -hmm. out? 
was it 98 or 96? Yeah. I think it was 90. I think it was 98. This would have been cool if it looked like this. Yeah. Instead of. And I think that was everybody's hope. I remember when this came, this kit came out. Mm-hmm. Every, like it was the coolest thing in the world because everyone's yeah. like, oh my and God. I, it was a hard yeah. time tracking that one down. It was, I did get it was one. a bit tough. All right. And last. Do you know what's in there? Least. Now I do. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is an old. I think it was a shapeshifters kit, Mike Hill. And then Janice got a hold of it. And so this is a um, Wolfman tribute piece. And so what you have here is, and this is sculpted by Mike Hill. And I always thought this was a great concept. Do I like, <laughs> I like how you know all the sculptors. Okay. <laughs> I never pay attention sometimes. So you had the Wolfman. Ah yes! I didn't drop. He dropped. Yes, you did. Woo! I haven't dropped anything. So the Wolfman would go here. Yeah. And he's lunging forward, and then the Lon Chaney Jr. would stand here. So it was like both of them. Okay. Okay. And uh, there's the Wolfman. Um, grab this hat. And I'm gonna put the Chaney Jr. That's a really nice Wolfman head. You know. Yeah, it doesn't fit after that. But I thought this was a great Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah, holy cow. Okay. Let me and get I it also in focus. Thought, holy cow, those are both really good. Yeah, the only problem I ever had, Mike Hill will kill me because he'll be saying, yeah, look at my Academy Award bastard, <laughs> is I always thought he sculpted the Wolfman a little too skinny. Okay. But... Let me get... Hold on, let me get it The on. sculpt is beautiful. I mean... He is a bit skinny, but... The sculpt It is works for the pose, yes. I think. And uh, so the arms are in here. Um, but I really like the the folds in the cloth. Yes. And it, it, you got the feeling that he is moving Oh, yeah. Mike, faster than, Mike Hill was great yeah. at that. And he's texting me right now saying, screw you, pal. No. And even though this is um, warping a little with time, I look at this piece and go, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And it would be so warping. easy to just yeah. drill that out. Yeah. Or you could, you could probably you, reheat uh, it and, and set it again. Yeah. But then, so he would stand there and hold it like that. That's really nice. Dude, I've never seen this kit before, I don't think. So, and I don't know if anyone's got plans on reissuing this, if anyone owns the rights. I don't know. Um, I, I've seen a lot worse reissued. <laughs> like, well, like I, I have too. You know, and, um, these, this, uh, that's a fantastic Wolfman. So when I got this. I love um, this. Mike had cast these in uh, cold cast. And so when I got this home, a lot of these ribbons Mm -hmm. were chipped off. So when Janice re-released this, um, I used to help them quite a bit at their table. Mm -hmm. And one year, Donnie, I said to Donnie, hey, man, I really need, um, I'd like to get one of those bases in resin. And so he had one left, so he opened the box and um, gave it to me. But I don't know if you can tell, but this is the poem. Even a man who is pure at heart and says his prayers by night can, can become a werewolf. You know, the whole poem the thing around, is yeah. on this is on this ribbon, and so I always thought that that was uh, a nice little touch. That's awesome. So, uh, what did he, what company did he release that under, or was it just his name? I don't know if it was him or if it was part of Shapeshifters. 
or I, I don't remember. So if anyone knows, you know, I don't want to slight anyone. I don't want to make anyone mad by giving yeah. wrong information. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid we piss someone off this episode. So, but, um, you know, it, it's, yeah, this, this was a, uh, this was a winner uh, in my book, anyway. Yeah, that's a nice and, piece. Uh, Ooh, I just went totally crazy on the kid. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so that's the, uh... That was a good stash. And again, these... I, and I'm going to say this, too. Even though this one doesn't stay on. And I, I try to get the same size bins now, but if you can fit these kits in bins, they stack nice. Jason can show over there. I've got a lot of bins just stacked up nice. Look at the bins behind you. So, yeah, he does have a lot of bins. I have so some bin stuff in bins. Behind me. Just so everyone knows, is my collection of Bowen busts. <laughs> okay. Those are all Bowen busts? All Bowen busts, yes. Every single one. The yellow and black are all Bowen busts. Yes. They made that many? Well, the problem is, and as you can see, I'm doing this now, kind of how I took them out. When you, when you load bins, okay, it's a little like playing Tetris. Yeah. Okay. Um, you're never sure what you're going to fit and how well it's going to fit. Okay. So you got to kind of. And then what's all over on this side? What's all That's over just here? Junk. That's just junk. But if you want to take the camera around the corner, you can show everyone the style. Yeah. Let's shots. just. I'm going to do a quick. Okay. Here's a. There's Scott's one Saturn printer way over there. He has an open bucket of alcohol next to the hot water heater and next to the furnace. Because I haven't shot it yet. Jerky. <laughs> Here's the uh, the casting area that, uh, you know, doesn't see much action. Lately. Same with this workout equipment, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lights. <laughs> and then we're coming around this corner. And here's this. You may recognize this from the show. This is uh, his other side of the stash, but all this is pretty easy. Look at this guy. It looks like he has a hobby shop in his basement with all this stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. Ooh, there are some big boxes over here. I wonder what's in that uh, microwave box. Uh, those are all Bowen statues. And this we have just boxes. All right. I'm trying to fit this all level, and I forget. This one's got a little. These were great bins because you didn't have to be flush. Oh, with the lit, yep. Yeah, so you can just kind of yep. stack it up. in, do the best you could, and uh, pray for the best. So why I'm sitting here, Mr. Jason Walker, hmm. as a little extra, okay, why don't you um, reach up there and grab my baby? All right, hold on. I did this all one-handed. I'm awesome. This is <laughs> every time I come over here, I just I just want to take it. This, my friends, is one of the grails. And you know what's funny is I own two at one time. <sighs> okay, this is a Kyoto. Vinyl, 64 Godzilla, 
I'll say were these one one hundred scale. Yeah, that's big. Okay, it's a beautiful kit. Construction construction sheet here, all vinyl. Okay. Um, this is the original box. Unfortunately, it doesn't hold up well to father time. Um, we just got bags. That, that's one tailpiece. Or no, this is it, all the tailpiece. All the tails kind of stacked together. Yeah, because again, you know. Well, it's two, a couple room. of the tailpieces. It's all two of, of the tailpieces, yeah. yeah. And, you know, so just to give you an idea of the size of this thing. That's what I always do with my Godzilla kids. I always put the tail together. That gives you an idea how big they're going to be. And you're like, oh, boy. So I'm going to do this. You know, now I understand you're going to trim. Okay. So when you put the body together here. Yeah. You know, this is a good size kit. That's a nice kit. I, I love this kit. I will be buried with this kit. No, you won't, because I'll snatch it out the coffin. And... Uh, <laughs> Jason can't have it. Joanne will be like, take it. Just take it. All right, everybody. So that's our uh, that's our first installment of what's in Scott's basement. Scott's <laughs> Scott's stash. Stash. Yeah, we're we we're working on a title. We're working on a title. I think next time, uh, because you had so much fun in this bin, maybe we'll just pick, pick bins out. Pick and, bins instead uh, of random ones. Maybe do one rando and the rest picks. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, but that's uh, that's just a taste. There's more to come. We have more boxes. More boxes. And other people are probably looking like, Scott doesn't have a lot, but you do. It's all... Well, I did a lot it. of this. Yeah, you know, a lot of combining. I did a lot of combining and stuff. And um, Maybe I should go... Th I, I honestly forgot what's in all my boxes, so I need to probably go through it. But anyway... All right, everybody. There we go. That's, That's our it. field trip for the day. We'll be back. <laughs> You'll see us on the other side. Back at my house. Bye. All right, we're back. That was Scott's. We're back already? Yeah, we're back. Wow, that was fast. That was Scott Stash. Some of Scott Stash. Some of Scott Stash. We're going to do that again. We're going to do a lot of that. Scott, we have some ideas, I think. I think next time we're just going to point. Instead of trying Especially to since it. Jason lost his dart <laughs> on the list. You shot. lost it. You were supposed to. And we still it. haven't found it. Um, all right. Emails, voicemails, and corrections. First of all, do we have any corrections? No. No? Oh, boy. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think we did anything. Well, we did a lot wrong, I guess. But no one corrected us on it. Uh, we have one voicemail. CG Blade. Okay, Here we go. so, um... Let me get a pillow. Scott, you didn't answer the question. Where's all the models you painted? Come on! I'm giving you a date from here to here. Now show us the models there, Bubba. Come on <laughs> now. You, Bubba. Oh, and at on Ohio, listen. We got the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We got all kinds of stuff to do here. And you know what's really funny? Is that we're now blasting each other down the street with AK-47. <laughs> so when you start dissing Ohio, uh, let, better take a look in the mirror there. Uh, hello. Um, what do you guys got? Lincoln and you got uh, a mayor who looks like, uh, the mayor of Chicago looks like Creature from the Black Lagoon. Uh, so, uh, hey. Let's, uh, let's, let's hang on the distant Ohio thing there. Uh, 
and let's see some models out of Scott. I know you could pick up a paintbrush. Come on, dude. We really want to see this. I mean, you could print, but I haven't seen a paint. Come on, buddy. You guys take care. Bye. Oh, and uh, you probably have a pillow behind your head right now, don't you? <laughs> yep. Yep. He doesn't yep. have a pillow behind his head. He did it. All right, good. Um, couple things there. I totally agree with the mayor. She does look like she looks like a catfish. I, it's the worst. It's like Beetlejuice more than anything. Yeah. yeah. I, she, or one of the bugs from a bug's she looks, life. She looks like the Asian carp that we're trying to get out of the river. <laughs> My God. Uh, and he's right. Uh, I, I think, what day was this? April 15th? There may have been a drive-by shooting <laughs> five, five blocks from my house the same day he sent this. So, um, yeah, good times over here. Is there any way to put a timer on that so he can only drill on for like 30 seconds? I don't think so. I could just turn it off. Well, at least uh, he called. We got to give him that. Right, at least we he's do. called. You know what? I wish more people would take advantage of the voicemail. And I, that brings us to our first email. But real quick, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, totally worth going to. Have you been there? Yeah. Did you like it? It was okay. It's okay. It's worth going but to I, once. I enjoyed going down the road about, um, was it a half hour, 40 minutes to Canton to the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I enjoyed that much more. You know what I enjoyed more? I went to the Christmas Story House, which is right there. Not far from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I didn't go to the NFL thing. I don't think I'd care. Like, wouldn't do anything for me. No, you wouldn't care. You can spell NFL if we spotted you the NF. That's pretty fun, actually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, you guys. All right, first. Those glasses are the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. You're just jealous. <laughs> You're just jealous, dude. Wait until I get my new ones. I'm going to order a second pair. Uh, from Logan Taurus. <laughs> Do you answer voicemails? No. <laughs> I don't answer them. I answer them on the show. I'm not calling anyone back. I am not. I listen to them about the day before we go live, and then I answer on the show. I do not have time for that. Which brings me to... <laughs> I'm not feeling all bubbly. Uh, we have lives. I have a job. This is for fun. And when this starts to feel like work, we're not going to do it anymore. So, all right. We got some good oh, emails. <laughs> well, I'm done. All right, see you. <laughs> we got some good emails. So bear with me. One of them's really long, but it's worth listening to every minute of it. So uh, this one's from, and I hope I say this right. It's not fraud day, but I think it's frayed. From Jerry Frayed. Hi, Scott and Jason. Hope all is well. I am sending you some pictures for the gallery for next episode. First, the alien facehugger is a 3D printed model. Second is my very first paint up for a Jaeger piece. McCready from the thing. It was a blast to paint. All of this will be in the gallery at the end of the show as well. Third is my very first attempt trying OSL. OSL is object source lighting for people who do not know that. On a model, Jason put out a challenge and figured, I figured, let's give it a try. I must say at first, I was a little nervous, but then I figured it was a 3D printed model. And if I mess it up, I could always print another. That is a great thing about printing. Uh, well, the model is Negan from The Walking Dead. I used two sources of lighting from a fire pit and the moon. I think it came out okay for my first try. Definitely room for improvement, but I think I would not mind trying again soon. 
Also, keep in mind, I've only been painting for about two years. I started with 3D printing and then discovered GarageKit World, and now I'm addicted. With that, I think you have a good point about them mini painters. I've been watching many of these guys like Miniac, Ninjan, Sergio Calvo, Marco Fragoni paint these tiny little minis the way they do, and I see no reason why some of those methods can't be applied to the larger scale kits. Since I started painting, I try to find as many tutorials as I can. I do find myself going into many different channels from the miniature painters, military, 3D printed, and garage kit sites, and I learned something from just about every one of them. Thank you so much for what you guys do. Jason, you should let Jamie have a segment on the show. I can relate with her movie picks better than both of you. Thank you, Jerry. You hear that? Did you hear that? Jason, you should let Jamie have a segment on the show. I can relate with her movie picks better than both of you. She laughed. She said, ha. So, so for only painting two years, this Negan, I think, is badass. I think he did a great job. When I thought that, it was the lighting I at did first. Too. So. When I first saw, like, when he put the thumbnail, I just saw the thumbnail. When it came through and when it looked at it small, it looks like a photograph. Until you blow it up and you look, it's really well done. And for people who don't know what OSL is, this is a perfect example of it. You have the moonlight on one side, campfire light on the other, and you have that light bouncing off the figure. And it works perfectly. It's other two kits here, amazing. For a two-year painter, beautiful work. For a 10-year painter, right, Scott? Or 20, 30, 30-year painter? Yeah. Sure. Um, but the rest of these, I'll put them in the gallery at the end. Check them out. Jerry Frayed. I hope I'm saying your name the right way. Thank you so much for the email. I truly appreciate it. All right, Scott. Hunker down. <laughs> this is the long one. Hold on. Get the yawns out. Yeah. Okay. Get ready to make your faces. Ready? From Brian Donahue. I eagerly await every episode and have come to accept Jason is a little weird. And Scott is a little weird. But that can be said of most of us in this hobby. I still want to hit Scott for dissing Ghostbusters. Then again, if the right model came out of the characters, he'd probably buy it even though he doesn't like the movie. I catch an old movie from time to time like Scott. There used to be a time I'd see Scarlet Street Magazine at conventions and pass by thinking, I'm not that into Sherlock Holmes. Then years after they ceased publication, I pick up an issue at an IPMS show. Hey, I find that I'm, I, I find them IPMS shows mostly boring, but sometimes you have to scratch the modeling itch. Uh, find it was treasure and ended up buying a complete set of issues off of eBay. This is as evil as it makes you seek out those old movies you just read about. For what it's worth, check out You'll Find Out. Cute old movie. The hobby has changed much over the years. Quality of old stuff back in the day favored the builder, corrector of the flaws. Those early kits made you a re-sculptor. Current stuff, I'd have to say, for the most part, is favoring the painter. So we say, crap, now like the castings were flawless. I sneezed on the piece and the seams blew off the kit. So too has the level of paintwork. You used to go through a contest and see lots of orange skin tones and such. As an overarching statement, it must be said that some of us are truly more gifted than others. And builds of the gifted is what we see entered in shows. I've gone into military miniature shows for years where everything is in millimeters instead of fractions. But I don't go calling out st our stuff 305 millimeters. And have we some, inc have, 
seen some incredibly talented artists that can seem to paint a replica of an old master's painting the size of a postage stamp. Scott, we saw those at that one show, remember? Where yep. they were painting like Renaissance paintings <laughs> on postage stamps. For most of us, it isn't an attainable goal. Military miniatures in particular that I have seen do a hit level of perfection that garage kit builders consistently fail to hit. The whole, it looks like a toy thing, but they have their misses too, usually too colorful for the scale. The gaming miniature stuff seem, sometimes looks amazing. Then again, with a lot of the subjects, you can't compare them to anything in reality. For most of what we do, our benchmark, benchmark is how real it looks. Check out uh, Instagram. He gives me, I'm going to put it up. I can't read the name with the link or the way it printed. Check out this stuff. So good, it looks like it was Photoshopped. Of course, it begs the question, was it? What is it that he's doing different than the rest of us? Are they recast in silicone and punched hair? So these pictures, Scott, I'm going to have them up here at the end. Um, they look like photorealistic sculptures of people with like real hair and stuff. It would seem the bigger piece, the more opportunity to hyper detail this stuff. And conversely, the more opportunity for it to be missing detail. Maybe small scale skits, scale kits are for the lazy. After all, they get away with a black dot for a pupil on the smaller scales. We have to worry about a proper eye rendering. When I see amazing artwork or amazing work, I'm always trying to figure out the secret sauce. Of course, I've had a lot of theories about the secret sauce and really exposure to media doesn't help much, but the miniature guys try to do lots of more things and report on them compared to garage kit guys. In magazines, too often there's an article on, on how a kit was built and really minimal details on technique. As for advice, I heard a few suggestions. Use oil paint, use lacquer paint, use waxes, use inks, use watercolors, use watercolor pencils, use pastels, use colored pencils, mix your own colors, use brand X paint, learn color theory. Use an airbrush, use this brand of airbrush, use sable hairbrushes, use sable hairbrushes. Use transparents, use translucents, paint dark to light, washes, glazes, and the miniature guys like inventing terms to sell products. Gray prime, black prime, white prime, red prime, pre-shade, zenithal prime. Use a wet palette. Use color, correct color lighting. Wet blend. End paint. Non-metallic. Non NMN paint. I can't even say it right. Non-metallic metallics. Perhaps it would be refreshing if we had GK articles on painting the same kits using different techniques but aiming for the same goal and judge the results. Or use different materials and judge the results. It's like when you go to class at Wonderfest and 20 people paint the same kit and they all end up looking differently. I watch videos of sideshow people painting figures. I think the above com they I think they are above average compared to most GKs. It seems they routinely do transparent washes. I'm going to put the links to those videos below. And the ones he has is Superman and Harley Quinn. They're actually really good videos. I've seen uh, both of those yeah, videos. Yeah, those are, are really really yeah. good videos. I really like the the yellow, red, and blue wash that they do on the Superman. It really, like, I had never thought of it that way, and it kind of changed the way I thought about some stuff. Uh, pretty sure transparents are an ingredient in the secret sauce. Then again, my mind can't wrap around. If you do a red wash, then a blue wash, couldn't you just do a purple wash and save time? Probably not. I watch doll painting on YouTube. The doll artists end up with hyper-realistic baby dolls. They use their own techniques and heat-set oil paints. Maybe that's applicable, applicable to our stuff. Uh, Poppin' Atelier. Uh, he, I'll put all these links that he's talking about below. Always manages nice skin tones with pastels to the point that she can start out with green doll and change the color with only pastels. 
I bought pastels and then I saw them in a demo at Wonderfest and thought, aha, I'm ahead of a curve and they are fun to use. I got to say at a certain point, the most enjoyable episodes are when people share their war stories. When those in this loner hobby interact with other others, this is what makes Mr. Webb such a dynamic guest. Perhaps question guests more about their experiences, about what them made to start a, decide to start a business, what mistakes did they make along the way, and how did they choose what to make? What was it like looking for and working? F- what was it like looking for and working with a sculptor? And what was it like deciding on pricing, packaging, what shows to do, where to advertise, biggest successes, biggest flops, biggest surprise? Everybody loves a good road trip story. Maybe ask about best show done, worst show done, encounters with the famous furthest show traveled to, worst hotel experience, weirdest vendor to be next to. <laughs> That's going to be fun. In regards to Big Galuna, is there a long story, long and storied history of this piece? I do remember seeing it advertised, but no mention of Scott in the end. Perhaps at the end of each show, you could summarize with what did I learn this episode from each of you? God knows we're all rabid consumers of knowledge to do things better. And there are things to try and tips to be gleaned from all that watching other people build model kits. Brian. That's good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff to unpack in there. Scott. Storied history of Big Galuna, real quick. Big Galuna was originally sculpted by John Garcia for Bill Ayers um, and his partner, Don. I don't remember Don's last name. And uh, there were some problems, I guess. And I think Rick Wyatt, the late Rick Wyatt, worked on the sculpt as well because it showed up broken or whatever. The originals were cast by Matt McWirt in green resin and sold through a gentleman named Bill Ayers. In the late 2000s, Ed Bowkley, who was an avid creature fan, bought the rights to the kit from Bill Ayers. And then Ed put out, I think, a run of about 30 of them. And then Ed kind of got out of the business, but a lot of people contact him about that kit. So... Ed told me, if you want the rights to do it, go ahead. And, you know, we, we have an agreement when I ever, if I ever do it, no, I'm going to do it. And, um, so (coughs) that's been going on for about 10 years, at least, honestly. Um, I actually have the molds that Ed had a big giant block mold. that must weigh 50 pounds. And he had someone bring it to me at Wonderfest. And I remember carrying that thing through the parking lot going, oh my God, this thing is like, why would you mold this this way? So there was no way I could use that mold. So I am having it remolded by uh, um, Bradley Worley. And uh, I talked to him just the other night, as a matter of fact, because I got this casting job and some other, not casting job, printing job and some other stuff going on so close to Wonderfest. After Wonderfest, I'm going to get with him and send it out to him and get those molds rolling. And uh, it's happening. So okay. it's just Good. slow. I know everyone. It's slow. I apologize. <laughs> so. uh, as for the rest of this, I, I love this email. It's like kind of what I was, I don't know saying we get bad emails, but this is one that merely made me think about how we do the show. And there's some great stuff in here. I'm going to write down and just take notes so that when we do have a guest on, I do ask them some of these things. Um, and, and again, the secret sauce he's talking about is, I think he's right. You have to kind of get it from everywhere. And it's not the same thing for every person. 
like he said, he like super to be as looked as real as possible is our goal. And I, I go, when I read that, it made me think about the story I tell my eighth graders when we're talking about, uh, pop art and painters and the, the whole artist kind of painter specifically, uh, their job all along had been to glorify either the church or the government or since like to record history of things that had happened. And when the camera was invented, artists didn't have a reason to exist really anymore. And so they kind of were like, well, what do we do? And you ended up with people like Jackson Pollock and Mark Rothko who are like, well, well, wait a minute. We just get to paint now in Kandinsky where it's like, we get to splatter paint. We don't have to make something. We can express ourselves using this new medium. And I, I think that's kind of where I land on that issue is we have the ability now to make something look photorealistic. You can basically scan someone into a computer at this point. If you wanted to, you can spend time and print that and you could cast that in silicone and have a silicone head of someone and you can have an exact replica of somebody. But as a modeler, I don't think that's what I'm going for. I'm going for more of a, a feeling you're trying to uh, capture with, especially if you're building a diorama, try uh, tell a story or capture a feeling. And where we just saw with the OSL stuff from Jerry Freight to capture a, a feeling of what's going on, like that evil, that evil side of Negan with the red on one side. And people probably wouldn't even, you know, think of it that way. And that lighter good side with the cooler colors on the other side and, and start to kind of get and twist that into something different instead of trying to look, I mean, that looks almost mm-hmm. photorealistic, but it's not, it doesn't look like a person who's alive and breathing. It looks like something else. And to me that's, and I know there's other guys like, I want this to look as real as possible. And that's cool. Cause everybody is coming at it from different angles. And, I, and, and that's what makes this hobby connected to special effects. And those guys, like all, this whole big group of people that you do the things in different angles, but you're doing the same thing. And learning from everybody, miniature painters, military guys, I think you have to go and watch that stuff. And I, again, I'm going to put up a lot of, all the links he had in here. There's some great stuff, some great resources. So thank you, Brian Donahue. I truly appreciate this email. And I think everyone else in the audience will too. It's a great email. Um, another great email. And this came at, I think, the right time for me. And there's some behind st- the scenes stuff that's going on. Uh, he says, this is from David Horvath. Hi, Jamie and Scott. Great episode. In fact, it was the best episode ever. Just kidding, Jason, but it was a hoot. As always, you provided some entertaining banter and information, which is a great distraction from the shit show that is the outside world. I look forward to each podcast. Keep up the great work. Sure, it is very much like watching a a bull session on the sidelines at Wonderfest, but as you say, that is the point, and it's fun to watch. I enjoyed the interview with George and his overview of the contest fascinating stuff. I've always wondered why judges and contributors to publications were not allowed to enter the contest. The minimal entries in the judges display area are great to see, but I'd like to see those entries in the contest with the open judging system used. It's not like they're competing with everyone else. They should be able to enter their work and be recognized for the quality of their piece. Just like everyone else, the more top quality pieces on display in the contest, the better in my honest opinion. I've never done better than bronze personally, but my skills have improved dramatically since my first Wonderfest entries 20 plus years ago. 
And that's the real reason for the contest. I'm inspired by the work of others, and I try to learn from others' work to improve my skills. I have included some hardware photos this time. There are a lot of multi-subjects, builders and painters like myself out there that should be encouraged in order to build the hobby. Cross-pollination is good for us. Take care, and we'll be seeing you at Wonderfest, David Horvath. So he's, and I'll put a quick example up here, sent us some great hardware pictures. I'm going to put those in the gallery. Thank you, David, for your email. And for the other emails that came after this, thank you. It's, you helped Scott and I immensely more than you can imagine here <laughs> tonight, right before when I was reading your responses. And that's private stuff here. So um, next from Chuck Homoka. And not, you know, advertising some kits. Uh, Chuck, I had to write and say the interview with George Salidas was great. I was one of those attendees that waited in line to receive my award. What I saw when it was my turn to enter the room where they were working was a group of very hardworking individuals running around, trying very hard to find everything for that contestant. It was hot in there and it showed on the workers. You could hear them calling out back and forth, trying their best to find the correct paperwork and then presenting the award to its owner. I was so very happy to receive my first gold award. Their kindness made a real difference so much though that I stuck around in the Horner hotel corridor till they were done with everyone and went back in there the room into the room so I could tell the, them how much I appreciated what they were doing. Then I asked if they could get a picture with them since they were the ones who made everything possible. So here it is. So thank you for everything. There's the picture of Chuck and our judge staff. So there's uh, Chuck and our good friend Drew Roberts, Stephanie, Drew's wife, uh, Marcy, and George Salidas. There you go. You going to comment on his footwear? No. Hey. Sandals are okay. Uh, you know, you can see his feet, Scott. I know. I, you know, <laughs> should, he, should he have hooves? <laughs> he should have hooves. We all should have hooves. We all should have hooves and one tooth instead of all these teeth that you got to go have cleaned and have the dentist. It's one big, like, horse. Dude, oh, down oh man. I'm going to. Oh, man. Anyway, that's the show. All right, Scott, we have one more thing and we'll do this here at the end. We lost someone big. Tell everybody. We lost someone big, an icon to so many of us, um, baby boomers especially, and that is the great artist James Mama. And um, us model guys remember James Mama for so much of the Aurora monster art. We can put some pictures up here, and but he did so much more than that too. Um, I believe movie posters, paperback books, Doc Savage books. I have a King Kong paperback that I recently found out was also a James Mama painting. I wish I had a better print of that painting. And you wonder what happened to all these great paintings and stuff. I know some of the Aurora ones actually even got painted over when they did the glow <laughs> stuff. And it's like, what a, oh, if I remember right, he used his wife um, as the model for the Salem witch when he painted that. And there's a great book about him. Um, and he, but he was a renowned Western painter, mm -hmm. and um, there's a bit, there's an Aurora Monsters video where uh, Conrad Hull went out and they actually interviewed him, and just seemed like a great guy. And um, you know, I, the Aurora stuff was just a blip on his radar before he got per se well known, but to yeah. us. So us, it was James Mama and Basil Gogos, and 
you know, so it was a it was a big loss to the community, you know, as far as the history. So yeah, so sucks again. Getting to that point, we're gonna lose a lot of people that we grew up with here. Chandler uh, will live on forever. Chandler will live on forever. <laughs> uh, all right. Did we learn anything? Yeah. I had to let <laughs> CG Blade talk in the answering machine for too long. Actually, he did good this time. It was shorter. And uh, yeah, that I have too much stuff. Just in the brief little bit we did. After you left, I'm looking at it all going, oh, my God. <laughs> and, it's, and, and I know you walked over and did the styrene stuff, too. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. What did I, I, got learn? A I got a problem. I learned. There's good people out there. And uh, we're doing this because it's, you know, we think it's fun. And we are reaching some people, and uh, you know, I think as misfitty as this hobbit, ho- hobbit, as misfitty as this hobby is, uh, you know, I think we're some of the bigger misfits, and the people that have found this show are in there too. And we appreciate each and every person that watches this show, and thank you uh, from the bottom of our hearts for watching us, supporting us, everything you did. Anyone who wants to send something into the show, you are welcome to do so. And, you know, it's free advertising. We're not asking for anything. You don't have to send us a kit. Send us a picture. Send us anything. Please um, send us a picture. We'll we mean, support we, we, anyone. We have a handful of people only that send us stuff. Yeah. It's, and so it, a lot of the stuff we find is stuff that we see out on Facebook. But there's times we don't go to the modeling groups for weeks. So we're going to miss something. Yeah. And, it, it, and, and I have I no wanna, problem showing your stuff. I, I no want to stop you right there for a second. People like. I know I I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, <laughs> but this this is a lot. Answering emails, trying to go through and curating each thing, and and doing stuff for sometimes. And for someone like me, he's right. I'm weird. I have like a little touch of social anxiety. So whenever I do something that's a bit so, I have to kind of retreat and and go away from people for a while. So it's hard for me to kind of interact on some of the boards sometimes because it just gets too much. Plus, I have a job. Scott is working. I also have like other stuff that we're doing on the side that we have to do. So it's, we love doing this show for everybody. We're going to keep doing it as long as we can, but you know, bear with us. If I don't get to your email right away, I'll get to it. Sometimes it takes me a couple days, but I it's, we, Scott and I, we talk about it all the time. We really appreciate the people that have, you know, supported us from the beginning. I'm surprised we're, we're here at episode 45. <laughs> like I, I, I've said this a bunch of times. I didn't think we'd get past eight if that and we have and to the people that wanted us to fail we're still here and we're doing all right so one more two more episodes and then wonderfest scott oh yeah so again thank you everybody thank you everybody who does participate and send stuff in emails voicemails kits pictures animal pictures anything we appreciate it all and again feet feet pictures feet. So, thanks chuck <laughs> that's what i want next episode no you don't S- no. send your foot pic- pictures of your feet <laughs> okay if you do i am gonna judge them all okay right. yes 
<gasps> we are going to no. have the nastiest foot contest. I got an idea. Day. Oh, my God. All right. If you send in a foot picture, <laughs> Scott's going to have to put a name to a foot. And I'm going to provide the list of names. I will provide okay. the pictures of feet. And Scott needs to decide whose foot is whose. I think this is fantastic. Please send in foot pictures. Yeah, Please. we're not off the rails here at all. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. That'd be great. I just want to watch him throw up in his mouth. That's all I want to see. All right. We'll see everybody next time. Take care. Bye. Bye.